Uh, home of the year is back. I can't wait for this on RT one half eight tonight. And we're joined now by Sarah Cosgrove, who's celebrating her second year as a judge. Good morning, Sarah. Morning, how are you? Good. I want to talk to you actually about the transition that you must have had from being, I presume, like me, an avid watcher of Home of the Year and every other house program there is, to then being on the inside and actually wandering around these houses. What was that like for you? It was completely surreal. Um, when I moved back from the UK, it was one of the shows, the first shows I got back into, yeah. and I'd be sitting on the sofa going, how did you give that a seven? <laughs> and then fast forward a few years, I'm in the room with you, and I'm like having an out-of-body experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Suddenly I'm here. And then you actually see it from the judge's side, which is quite different. So it's Well, I suppose, yeah, because, I mean, ultimately to be chosen for Home of the Year at, at any stage in the in the process, it will be an impressive home. And if you're like... If you're too positive too early, you could be given eights where later on in the show you could see something go, well, that was, no, that was there. The eight was the six. So I suppose you do have to kind of temper the the overall Im- impressiveness of everything because you've got so many houses to see. No, it's funny enough, you actually judge every home completely individually. Right. They're not apples for apples. Okay, can, that's fair. Like, yeah. Look at the first show. You've got a cottage in Armagh. You've got a semi-detached house in Dublin. Mm. You've got a barn in the middle. You know, the countryside. They're so different that you nearly wipe the slate clean. Right. So you have to take it on its own merit. Absolutely. And we've no idea what what the other judge is giving. So yeah, that's true. you're totally independently judging each house by itself for yourself. Yeah. So that's why one home can get a 10 from one judge and a 6 from another. And before we get on to this season, let's talk very quickly about your, your first season, which was last season. Yeah. And it was the Byrne family in Wicklow with the 150-year-old farmhouse, whatever yeah. that... What I thought about that one that won last year, and if you haven't seen it, I'd advise you to go back and have a look at it, but even just see the, Google the pictures of it. It was such an amazing transformation of an old building. We've seen that happen, you know, mm-hmm. countless times, particularly in Ireland, where the country's been around for a while. There are <laughs> old buildings. But I think that just the way that they did it last year, I wasn't surprised that was the one that won. A lot of the homes have a really good spirit, or mm. you know, when you walk in. And the homes that appeal to me are the ones that have flow. You just walked into that home and you wanted to just go everywhere, mm. you know, straight away. And it it just had good vibes. And I think that's what then, you know, you're going to different places. Some of them are beautifully, like so, you know, exquisitely done. But often it comes down to a feeling when it yeah. comes to home of the year. Because personality is a key thing. And I love the way, as you said, that there's such a range of homes on home of the year. And you can look at something that is, you know, a tiny terraced house in Dublin, but has personality and has a uniqueness to it that, you know, you may see another home built out as you said, in the middle of nowhere, but it just doesn't have any of those things, you know? Completely. And I think different homes have different constraints. So if you're out in the middle of the countryside, you may have, you know, very different um, opportunities and mm. challenges than if you're trying to renovate a home on a really busy street in the centre of town, yeah. you know, where access is going to be a nightmare. So you're not necessarily giving either of those criteria, you know, different scores or anything, but what you are doing is when you're going in is understanding the individual, <clears throat> how important the individuality of the home is. Of course, is. yeah. Um, now, look, we won't ask you for spoilers. We don't want to do any of that. We, we want to watch the show just like everyone else, but how far along 
the process are you are we joining you so for example have you seen all of the houses at this stage and we're now coming in on episode one or are you doing them week by week or month by month or how's it going we've already seen all of the houses okay 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 um but we have no idea what <coughs> sorry apologies you're all right um we have no idea what the sequencing is so it'll be oh. as much a surprise for you guys as it for us so we only found out when we got the little clips on friday that these are the three these houses these are the three houses in episode so, one okay so you're like oh my like so it's really exciting and um that's the and also to be honest it's so intense there's as you know 21 homes yeah. it's a lot to get through so it's actually really fun then sitting back and watching it from the outside because you're like oh my god yeah totally i forgot that and do the houses then because you don't know the order they're in uh, you obviously don't know what the voting has been so far so is it in, it's interesting then the way the producers will pitch the houses against each other in the episodes because you've pitched them all individually against each other through Completely. the whole thing. Yep. 21 homes and you've voted on whatever you think. But now you're saying, oh, that one went up against that. Oh, that's great. Like That's like a fixture uh, draw in the Champions League or something. Really, <laughs> it's, no, but I think that's what makes the show fun. And ultimately, it's a really positive format. I think it's a fascinating format. For me, one of the things I've really gotten from the show is inspiration. Right. Um, and unexpected. But you know, I, I love the fact that every day we turn up to a home. To your point, you're looking at a facade. You have no idea what's behind the front mm. door. And genuinely, those like, you know, us walking into a room shots would sometimes feel a bit contrived. They're genuinely real because <laughs> the producer is like, or the director's like running ahead going, you're not allowed in here. So like they're shoving us out. To get the camera set up and exactly. then to capture a so reaction. they're getting our real wow moments. And there's some hilarious ones this season. Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Um, in terms of, you know, your real job, uh, <laughs> you're, you, you, know, you, you do have one of those. Yeah. Um, what tips would you have for people who maybe are either renovating what they have or you know about to jump into a space that needs work like what what general tips I know it's a very broad question but what would you say to people particularly the people who are maybe getting their first or second home um, well look I think um, you know at the moment we all know there is a cost of living crisis things yeah. are expensive so I, I, I think there's like a few things that can maybe help that in some in some way shape or form I think <clears throat> If you're looking to make a transformation, in a real transformation, paint is powerful. Paint? Yes. Okay. Especially if you've got an existing home or an existing room and you're just bored of it and you yeah. want to change. So I would recommend hosting a paint party, getting a few pals on board. I love it. Getting the beers in, getting the pizza. And then obviously being willing to give them that paper back. I was going to say, after. maybe introduce the beers after the painting. After the painting. Yeah. You could end up with some interesting colour choices. But, you know, I think there's a way to pool, you know, pool resource, have crack yeah. at the same time. And um, as I said, paint is powerful. So That's a really, really good point, actually, yeah. because my wife is, is yeah. an artist and obviously yeah. has a great eye yeah. for design and a great eye for colour. And she will often, like, you know, I'll come home and find her with a paintbrush in hand, not painting something up in her studio, but painting something in the house. Like the other day I came home yeah. and she had painted the entire back of the house. And I was like, That's that impressive. was, I was like, that was fine. Why did you do that? She's like, yeah, but look at it now. And I was like, actually, yeah, it looks really good now. So it does, it really lifts a, a space inside or outside. Completely. I'm in um, a home that myself and my husband lived in. We had a breeze box block wall, mm. you know, grey breeze yeah. block, unadorned. It was just so, I, I found it sad to look at. One weekend, we got the paint out, painted it a dark green. 
the amount of comments we got about that wall, about that paint colour, and it was literally done in a matter of hours. It yeah. was totally transformed. And I think that's what's great about paint. It can all, And you can also paint over it. That's so the other thing. Yeah. It's not like a sofa, no. you know. Like, there's not, you can't put your sofa back in your wardrobe, you know. <laughs> so, um, that that's, um, no, that's a big, that's a transformational thing. And then the next thing is obviously to try and avoid the impulse purchase. Oh, that's a good piece of advice. It is, because I think, you know, we're all being targeted, especially, you know, on our social media (laughs) uh, platforms. And you, you know, it's not like a top or a jacket you can put back in the wardrobe. If you get something wrong in your home, you know, if you make an impulse purchase, it's really hard to move on or if, it, if you haven't measured and it doesn't fit in the oh, door. I, I mean, a cushion might be no. fine, but the entire sofa no, is going no, to be an issue. Yeah, and I so, know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I think as well, like there's lots of really exciting um, sites and accounts popping up that are, you know, championing upcycled, mm. you know, furniture and furnishing. So I'd always say before you buy something brand new, go on to an online marketplace, go on to Insta, put the search term in and like... Not only will it probably be less expensive, which is always good, um, it'll often be more interesting because it'll be more unique. So I think it's always good if you're looking to buy something new, maybe have a look at the pre-loved market first. Great idea. Look, again, at home, we're always doing that. Like recently, I put it up on my own Instagram, actually. Yeah. Uh, we had a piano. Yeah. In the, loved the look yes. of the piano. Yeah. It was completely banjacked from a musical point of view. It mm. couldn't be tuned, whatever. Mm. And my kids are playing the piano now, so it was just was it was unfair on them that they had this terrible piano. So we looked at getting a new piano. And they're so expensive, yeah. and also they didn't look like this one looked. This has been my wife had spent like a week sanding and making this piano look fit exactly in our room, a character yeah. exactly. So what I did was I actually took the piano apart, put a keyboard into it, yeah. and then rebuilt it around the keyboard. And now it's perfect, all in tune, all sounds great. Yeah. But the piano still has the look of what it was done, and otherwise it would have just gone in the bin. And I look like that. You've hit the nail on the head there. Like I am such a, I, I love that. And even you know, we try in all our projects to, you know, I'm, we're not going to green mark. You know, we're not going to do everything. Sure. But like, definitely, we try and get. The, and they're always the pieces that are the conversation points. They're yeah. the most interesting. They're what appeal to people. And I think it's such a great thing to um to do when you're doing your interiors. Totally. It just has character. Yeah. I mean, like, and IKEA hacks. I mean, I know people like buy mm. their furniture on IKEA. We're exactly the same in our house. But take mm. them. You can do so many more things with them, or even combine different bits and like yeah. you know make your own stuff. Yeah. It, it really works out well if you're prepared to put in a little bit of work. So half eight tonight we'll. See the first three homes yeah. on Home of the Year. I cannot exciting. wait to see what is there. Yeah, no, it really is exciting. So uh, tune in tonight to RT1 and you'll see uh, Home of the Year kicking off. Sarah Crosgrove will be there. The other judges still knocking about. I presume Hugh is still there. Oh, yeah. Having so much fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. Sarah, thank you so much for coming in. Best of luck with the series. We'll look forward to seeing how the fixtures lie every week.